G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation to Visionathon today at vision.org.au. If you want a car to last a long time, give maintenance to it. From his series, Home Sweet Home, today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie offers some road-tested advice on marriage. When you see a beautiful classic car cruising down the road, that's because someone has maintained it. And when you see a marriage cruising through life that's lasted 25, 35, 45, 55, 65 years, that's because they've given attention to that marriage. This is the day when the lost are found. spend months preparing for their wedding day. It can be intense, frustrating and exhausting. And when their special day is finally behind them, sometimes they discover that the real challenges have only just begun. So how can couples keep that fire alive and retain that love that brought them together in the first place? Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie will be answering that question in a message that gets us back to the basics of God's plan, Marriage 101. Ephesians chapter 5. Turn there with me if you would. In our culture today, the divorce rate is around 50%, uh, more or less. But that rises when you get to the second marriage or it goes to 60%. Then you go to a third marriage, it goes up to 73%. So you wonder, is it even possible? I'll tell you what, I've told you this before, but my mother was married and divorced seven times. So I kind of know a little bit about divorce. I've not been divorced, but I've seen it up close and personal. I know about the devastation of divorce and I want to do everything I can to encourage you when that day comes, if you're single and you get married, to honor that commitment for a lifetime. To keep your eyes wide open before marriage and then half shut afterwards, okay? To know what you're getting yourself into. I think sometimes we think marriage should be like a fairy tale and they lived happily ever after. Well, it doesn't always work out that way, but I do believe you can live happily even after. Not ever after, even after, if you do it God's way. And you can have a happy and a blessed marriage. Listen to this, a study was done and it found that people uh, were very happy in their marriage, 61 to 62%. We don't hear that stat. We hear the divorce stats but 61 to 62% of people who are married say they're very happy in their marriage. So I guess God knew what he was doing when he created marriage. But, uh, and it's also fulfilling emotionally. Research has shown that married people live longer than the unmarried. They go to doctors less and uh, make less use of other healthcare services. 
And I think it's because you have somebody to help you in life. You know, when something great happens to me, the first thing I do is I call the gardener and tell him, no, I don't call the gardener. No, I call my wife, right? The first thing that I do when something, a challenge comes, I call my wife. What should we do? How should we handle this? We do this together. But having said that, I don't want to imply that God cannot bless you as a single person. I think in some ways you need to be a happy single person before you can be a happy married person. Because if you think that a guy, girls, is gonna meet all the needs of your life and he's gonna come riding up on his white horse, or if you think that girl's gonna come running down the beach toward you, of course in slow motion, right? Slow motion as the sun's setting and the beautiful music is swelling and they're gonna rescue you, well, you're gonna be surprised. Now yes, they can do a lot for you, but ultimately, what we really long for more than anything else is a relationship with God. So we need that to be first. And then, having found that relationship with God, we need to find contentment in the place that we're at, be it singleness or marriage. The Apostle Paul said, I have found in whatever state I'm in therein to be content. So we have to get first things first. All right, so let's look at Ephesians now, and this is a few words to married people. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother, I'm in verse 31, and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and his church. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular love his own wife as himself and see that the wife respects her husband. So we'll stop right there. And this is Paul talking about what happened in the book of Genesis, a husband and wife coming together, leaving and cleaving. Just imagine for a moment what it would have been like to live in the Garden of Eden. I think sometimes we think of the Garden of Eden as, um, as a place that's not real, like Camelot or Neverland or Atlantis. But the Garden of Eden was a real place in which God placed real people and they were brought together. It surpassed all the beautiful places on the planet today. And Adam was all alone and he gave names to all the animals but there was something missing and in fact it was someone who was missing and it was Eve. So the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he woke up, there was Eve. He says, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. So that is what is being talked about here. Now there's two operative words. Write these words down if you would please. Two operative words that must constantly be in play for a marriage to be vibrant and successful. And those words are leave and cleave. Leave and cleave. Verse five, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and cleave into his wife. The word cleave means to glue or to cling. So it's leave and cleave. So what does that mean? It means that first you leave father and mother. Uh, someone sent a question in a few moments ago. I was reading over some of them. They said, you know, what? Uh, talking about him and his wife, our, our in-laws want to move in and live with us. Do you think that's a good idea? Uh, no, I don't actually. <laughs> and let me tell you why. Now, if there was extenuating circumstances and they needed a, a roof over their head, don't turn mom and dad away. But make it a temporary situation because if you have your parents living in your house when you're a married couple, this could create tension. There has to be a leaving. 
And that means a redefinition of old relationships. A son is still a son to his mom and dad. A daughter is still a daughter. But when she marries a man, a new home is started. A new family has begun. And her primary responsibility is to her husband. His primary responsibility is to the wife. That's why God says for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother. And by the way, that means that your wife, your husband should be your best friend. Marry your best friend. Now I think sometimes when you're single you're thinking, oh, we're getting married and it's just sex. Non-stop sex. <laughs> There'll be sex. But marriage is a whole lot more than that. It's companionship, it's friendship, it's communication, it's a partner for life that includes sex as an expression of that love and oneness and all that it entails. But you have to understand it's more than just sexual contact. So you have to make that break. I heard about a guy that uh, wanted to get married in the worst way so he brought home a young lady to meet his mom that he thought had potential and the mother didn't like her. And he went out and found another girl, brought her home to meet mom that he thought he might marry. Mother didn't like her either. So then he found a girl that looked like his mother, dressed like his mother, even talked like his mother. But the problem is his dad didn't like her. So... <laughs> Okay, so it's leaving and cleaving. <laughs> you leave that person. Thanks for joining us for A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, USA. And today, Pastor Greg is offering some very practical biblical marriage advice in his message, Marriage 101. Let's continue. Now, here's another interesting passage. What we're told over in First uh, Peter 3, Husbands, dwell with your wives according to understanding and give honor to her as to the weaker vessel as being heirs together of the grace of life that your prayers will not be hindered. Say, okay, well, I got that covered. I'm living with her. That pretty much takes care of that. No, no, the word dwell with her means to be aligned to her and it also means to give maintenance to her and this is for her to him too. So if you have a car and you're driving along in your car and that little red light goes off, or on I should say, known as the idiot light, better pay attention to it. I actually had a vehicle that the idiot light went off and I didn't pay attention and I didn't put oil in the vehicle and it was a major problem later. So pay attention, you might need gas, you might need oil, you might need something else that needs to go in for some kind of a repair uh, or whatever it is. So those lights go off. You give maintenance. If you want a car to last a long time, give maintenance to it. When you see a beautiful classic car cruising down the road, that's because someone has maintained it. And when you see a marriage cruising through life that's lasted 25, 35, 45, 55, 65 years, that's because they've given attention to that marriage. But some people, when they see the first idiot light go off, say, I'm out of here. So you're not going to honor that commitment that you made. So it's leave, but it's also cleave. Now don't think of cleave as separating something. It's something coming together. Because the word cleave means to adhere to or to stick or to be attached by some strong tie. It doesn't mean you're stuck together. It means you're holding on to one another. Big difference. See, if I'm climbing up the side of a rock, I'm holding on. Why? Because I want to live. That's why. 
So in marriage, it's not, gee, oh, we're stuck together, whatever. You know, someone said in a question that I read in the back room, uh, should we stay together for the kids? Now you would expect me to say no. I'll, I'll tell you my answer, absolutely. But I have a better reason. Stay together because God told you to stay together, number one. That's the reason. Number two, yeah, kids is a good reason. And number three, your emotions will catch up with your commitment in time. Because in marriage you feel a lot of love at first and then it ebbs and it flows and it ebbs and it flows and it changes and you change and they change and life changes but you're honoring that commitment and then the love comes back emotionally stronger than it's ever been. Then you don't feel it a day here or a day there or whatever. The point is you keep that commitment throughout your life. So yes, just stay together. And by the way, you can almost take every social ill in culture today and trace it right back to a broken home. I was reading a couple of articles the other day about sex trafficking, how young girls get pulled into this lifestyle. And uh, sometimes people will follow you on social media. So careful who you let follow you. And they'll look for weaknesses in your life where you talk about you're unhappy or you're lonely. And then they'll start preying on you. They might make contact with you in some way, instant message you, hey, I'd like to talk with you. And then what has happened to some of these young girls is these guys will uh, grab them, many of them are underage, and they'll get them drunk or high, and, and then they'll have sex with them, and then they'll take pictures of them, and say, now I'm gonna blackmail you with these photos, and uh, if you don't do what I tell you to do next, I'm gonna send these to your parents, and I'm gonna put them out on the internet. So the girls now are caught into this vortex and they become a sexual slave to some pimp who's pimping them out. It's incredible. But as you look at these girls, in every instance of these girls that fell prey to this lifestyle, they came from a broken home. Should we stay together for the sake of the kids? Yeah, that's a pretty good reason. Stay together for life. The kids matter. Because these decisions you make have ramifications for generations to come. But in closing, stay together because God called you together and he'll give you the strength to be the man, to be the woman, to be the husband, to be the wife he has called you to be. So much more I could say. But we'll leave it at that. But let me just end with this thought. And when a preacher says a thought, it could be a 30-minute thought. <laughs> and it may be a two-minute thought. We'll see. But of all the pictures that God could have chosen to show his love for the world, and of all of the pictures that God could have chosen to show how much his church loves him, he chose marriage. How do we know that? Because he says to the husband, husbands, love your wife as Christ loves the church and gave himself for it. He said to the wives, wives, submit to your husband, respect your husband. So basically, here's what the Lord is saying. Hey, planet Earth, you wanna know how much I love my people? Check out the way that Christian husband loves his wife. That's what it's like. Hey, people, you wanna know how much my church loves me? See that wife over there married to that guy? Look at the way she loves him. That's how much my church loves me. What a beautiful picture that is. Why are we Christians right now? The Bible says we love him because what? He first loved us. Very good, by the way. He first loved us. My love for God is a response to God's love for me despite my sinfulness and wickedness and shortcomings and all the horrible things that you and I have done, God loved me and his love won me over. 
I love that song that we sing, Reckless Love. Some people freak out, Reckless Love? What do you mean reckless? You know, just chill, okay? <laughs> the point of it is that God loved you so much He left His comfort zone to reach you. What do you think the story of the prodigal son is all about? It's a story of a father who ran to his wayward son. And by the way, in that culture it was considered undignified for an older man to run. Not to mention that it's harder for an older man to run. I know this from experience. <laughs> but this is a story that Jesus told to show you what God is like. And Jesus effectively said God is like a father willing to lose his dignity, if you will, to get to his wayward son or daughter and forgive them. We might call that reckless. But God calls that passion and he loves you. And there might be some of you that have joined us and most of you have. At least physically. Except for this guy that just fell asleep. Uh, and I want to say this in closing. Maybe you don't know if Christ is living inside of you. You're not sure if your sin is forgiven. You might be single. You might be married. You might be young. You might be old. You might be a guy. You might be a girl. Everybody needs Jesus. He died on the cross for you. He shed his blood for you. And he rose again from the dead. And now he stands at the door of your life and he knocks and says, if you'll hear his voice and open the door, he will come in. If you've never asked Jesus Christ to come into your life, why don't you do it right now? Hey, if you're single, no guy's gonna meet all your needs, okay? Sorry, the best guy's taken. It was me, I'm off the market. Okay, no, I'm joking. No, no guy's gonna do it, including me for sure. I don't even wanna ask my wife about that. But um, no girl's gonna do it. Marriage isn't gonna do it but Christ can do it. So that you must reach out to him and say, Lord, forgive me of my sin. And if you've not done that yet, do it right now. Let's all bow our heads and pray. Father, thank you for your word to us. And I pray for any that have joined us who may not yet know you. Lord, would you help them to see their need for Jesus? Help them to come to you and believe in you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Pastor Greg Laurie with an important prayer. And as you've listened today, you've come to realize that you need to make a change in your relationship with the Lord. Pastor Greg would like to help you to do that right now. You that want to make this commitment or recommitment to Christ, I want you to pray right now. And if you mean this prayer from your heart, God will hear you. The Bible says, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. And that's a step you'll be taking now. Pray this after me. God, I know that I'm a sinner and I'm sorry for my sin. But I thank you for sending Jesus Christ, your son, to die on the cross in my place. Now I turn from my sin, and I choose to follow you this day forward as your disciple. Thank you for accepting me. Thank you for forgiving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer and meant it from your heart, God has heard you and he has forgiven you. And we have some materials that we would like to send to you at no charge that will encourage you in this commitment you've made to Jesus Christ. Thanks, Pastor Greg. And those materials are all assembled in what we call our New Believers Growth Packet. It'll answer some of the questions you might have and help you get started off right in your new journey. We'll gladly send it to you free of charge. Just ask for the New Believers Growth Packet when you call one 800 Pray for me. That's 1-800-772-936. And the team would love to pray for you too. 
That's 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. Well, next time on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie brings a timely look at the importance of seeing revival in our time, and more importantly, the part we can play in making it a reality. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called Marriage 101. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app, where it's available as a podcast. Or for a copy on CD, contact Vision Christian Store on 1-800-00-5011 or visionstore.org.au. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.